and welcome to Unashamed, a smut lover's podcast where we just want to talk to you about smut. I'm Courtney. And I'm Kelsey. All right. And we are doing another read along. Woohoo. This one is The Weight of Your Wishes by Bailey Nicole. So it's an age gap. Uh, I think it's a bisexual awakening. As and well. a mom's best friend. Yeah. Or I boyfriend. Think- I don't know. One of them says best friend. One of them says boyfriend in the it's- blurb. It's ex-boyfriend. It looks like they were together and then she left and got pregnant and then came back and they, I don't know, morphed into best friends, it looks like. Yeah, something like that. So I'm basically excited. the son, uh, Hendrix, he kind of grew up with Grant, the older man, as like a pseudo-uncle. I read some of the reviews. They say it's a slow burn and kind of angsty. They go through it, but nice. it's really good. That's what I'm looking for. I am too. I'm actually reading Illicit Desires finally. It took me so long to get to it. Oh, it's I so didn't good. Start Path of Temptation. So you didn't? No. I feel like you're no. never gonna read any of these great books I recommend to you. <laughs> I try. Do you? No, not that hard. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So it looks like this doesn't look like it's gonna be like a very thrillery book. So I don't necessarily like have theories. Yeah, just, it's not yeah. that long either. So it's less I, than 300 pages. I am thrilled, though, to get into, um, you know, a good male mail book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's only got four stars, though. Did you see that? See, yeah, but here's the thing. When you're reading the reviews of it, it's got even the four-star reviews are, like, so good. They all say how much they love the book, but it's only four stars. And a couple of them say that uh, they did four stars because Hendrix is kind of like portrayed to be younger because he he gets shipped off to Grant to fix his attitude, but he's 21 years old. Mm. So they they say that they just don't like how he's portrayed as like being this teenager when he's a full-grown adult. I don't think that'll bother me. I don't think so either. But I mean, I haven't seen any bad reviews of it. Yeah, it's kind of like the newest book in the Salicious Players Club. Have you read it? No. Oh, well, you're fucking slacking. Slack That's a lot. Teal Slit One? Is that the Teal Swan? No, it's Sarah Kate. Totally not the topic of this podcast episode, <laughs> but, um, you know, we just we got to throw in those little wrecks there, here yeah. and there. If we have a really good book, we try to throw it in no matter what the actual topic is. Yeah, we can't help ourselves. No, we're ramblers. Yeah, All right. we're, we're so the babbling think, bitches. Yeah, I, I think we might need to look into just starting another podcast or just doing like a ramble episode. Yeah, right? No. So we need to figure out where the stopping point is. I got it right now. Hold on. It looks like I don't know. Uh, chapter 10 is 51%. This chapter's so long. That's fine. It doesn't bother me. I prefer shorter chapters, but I like them long, too. Okay. I don't give a shit. I'm just here for the smut. There's only 17 chapters in the whole book, so I guess it makes sense. So, if you are reading along with us, uh, we are going to be back at chapter 10 to give our thoughts. So, go ahead and pause here. Okay, we're back. So... It's it's really slow burn, which I feel like is good for this book, because just because of the circumstances. Grant, the older one, was 
I think actively dating and seeing the mom. And then she just kind of wanted to leave because they were in like a small town. And so she was like, I'm out and dipped and then came back pregnant, came back actually, and then contacted him while she was in labor at the hospital having the baby. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yep. And uh, he was uh, fucking up. And his mom said, you know what? You're going to stay with your Uncle Grant in this small swamp town. So he can teach you to be a man or whatever. Here's the thing. The mom sucks. Yeah. As far as I can tell, she has never given him any sort of physical affection and she treats him like he's just this nuisance, which, yeah, she was like, what, 18, 19 when she had him. She was pretty young. And, I mean, she was a single mom. But guess what? That's not his fault or his problem. Yeah. Like, that's a you problem. You should still be a good parent. And the only reason why Grant was around was for Hendrix. He wasn't, yeah. he wasn't around for the mom. Yeah, he left when Hendrix was like 12, broke his heart, and then now Hendrix is staying with him. He's working at the bar that Grant owns, and I believe where we were supposed to have left off was... <laughs> I read ahead. I was like feeling so guilty. I was like, I read ahead, and it was only half a page, and Courtney's like, I read ahead 3%. <laughs> Yeah, my That's bad. I, I was wondering where chapter 10 was coming from because they're they're pretty long chapters for the fact that this is a short book. The chapters themselves are pretty long. Yeah, I haven't noticed though. I, I've been flying through this book, honestly. Uh, I'm really, really enjoying it. But where we left off, he went out. Uh, well, Grant went on a date with his girlfriend and Hendrix got kind of fucked up in the head about it. Decided he was going to make some friends. He went out into the woods with these college kids he found at the bar. And he had some some small relations with this girl. And when they were done, he turned around and there was Grant. So not a whole lot. It's mostly just like been build up and a little bit of like an emotional connection I can't say too much more because I don't want to slip because as soon as the newest chapter starts, like stuff starts happening. Oh, also, so he saw. Oh, yeah. That girlfriend. Bit. Yeah. So that girlfriend that Grant had gone on a date with, Hendrix saw her when he was going with the college kids to the gas station with some other man, like kissing him. So, oh. She's a bitch. Oh, yeah. She sucks. And Grant has said like and he says that he can't keep a relationship because all of them like don't understand the relationship with Cynthia which doesn't make sense to me because they don't they hadn't seen each other in such a long time they mostly just spoke over the phone and it was almost always about Hendrix so yeah. I don't understand how like that's something that no nobody can get over I mean I guess it makes sense for the context of this book because the younger one's trying to go for him, but it, it doesn't well, make sense like in a real uh, life context. I mean, if you're thinking about the fact that like he has obvious commitment issues, he obviously doesn't feel strongly towards anyone. 
whatever his emotional range is, it's not deep when he when he's in a relationship. And add that on to the fact that he still talks to his ex-girlfriend from over 20 years ago. I mean, yeah, I could see an issue with that. Like, you don't want to make things serious with me. You don't want to spend time with me. But you take the time to talk to her on the phone to, about a kid that's not yours. You know, like, I, I, I could see it. It's a little bit of a stretch, but it's not totally out of the realm. Yeah, I mean, I could see it being a little bit of an issue, but I, I feel like if pressed, once details were given and be like, hey, I'm really only in it for the kid because he's like my family. Yeah, it's it's a stretch for sure. But, who, but who's to say he explains any of that? You know what I mean? Like That's fair. He probably doesn't give a fuck enough to go that far from what yeah. it sounds like. Yeah, he doesn't seem like he's very good at emotionally investing in anybody but Hendrix. Not yeah. even really Cynthia. No, he just is kind of, he has people around because he doesn't want to be alone. But he doesn't give back what he should in any kind of relationship. And so he's alone. And people leave. And so... Yeah, I don't know. I I think, uh, to me, it makes sense. If I was with somebody for nine months and they still aren't taking the time to spend time with me, but yet they talk to their ex-girlfriend on the phone every month and move her kid in, yeah, I'd have a problem with that. <laughs> Without even letting me know you're leaving town to go get him. Like, yeah. I, I would I have an issue with that. I mean, I can see it. I That shows me you're not serious about me. Yeah, and you know? I guess you're right. If he's not explaining really anything, I could see why it would get to be more of an issue, especially because you don't really understand what's going on in his head versus what you're seeing. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm excited to see. I'm hoping that things are going to start heating up now because uh, we've hit that like midway point where – Hopefully we'll yeah. start seeing something happen at least a little bit because right now we haven't seen any sort of spice. And I mean, like I understand this has to be a slow burn in some ways because of the prior relationship with the mom and because they had this familial connection and then also didn't see each other for so long. Yeah, I'm really enjoying the slow burn aspect of it. I yeah. feel like in comparison to the last books we read, this is. <laughs> This is much yeah. more my speed. I really like the emotional depth. Um, the character development in this one is very good. I agree. At least on I, Hendrix's side, I agree. I feel like even Grant. I feel like it's just... The, I, I really understand more of the thought process. You When you take time with the character development, then... Things like the emotional depth aspect are a lot easier to grasp. That's why I was like, nah, I could totally see why girls would have an issue with him still talking to Cynthia all the time. Because I feel like they've done a good job portraying Grant as someone who doesn't really give his all in his relationships. And he, I mean, he does kind of say that, too, when he's talking to Hendrix about yeah. how he was going to take her on the date because he hasn't made the effort. So, right. So, like, yeah. but it's not like they just outright say, like, 
yeah, I don't put an effort into people. You know, it's they've taken the time to develop the character so that you know this. Some things are said, but it's not like just like a blatant like this is a personality trait of mine. You know, it's just something that like you pick up on taking the time because it's a slow burn. Yeah. And I really I appreciate that. That's why I, I'm like, nah, man, I totally get that. Well, I think I think it's a yeah. really good book so far. I'm very, very happy with this. I hope it stays that way. Once we get into the taboo aspect, you can either do it great or you will flop. And like, <laughs> I'm hoping it's great. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking forward to like the reveal to the mom because I want to yeah. see if she has a really strong reaction. And I want to see who the reaction is for because I could see. I mean, I don't really want to posit this as a theory, but I can see her being more mad at the younger person in the scenario and yeah. putting the blame on him either in like a jealousy reaction or because she seems like she's kind of just like emotionally, she's so emotionally invested in keeping Grant on like this string. She's the one that calls him monthly. She has this revolving door of men in and out of her life and has since she had Hendrix, but she has kind of kept Grant on like this little I don't know string string yeah yeah and like kept him attached you know she mentions the relationship thing too I don't remember exactly what she said but you know she she doesn't she doesn't put a favorable light on his relationship you know that he was in when they talked which wasn't for very long so I I wonder if it's gonna be something like that or you're gonna you're fucking up my only friendship like you know, like, you took that away from me just like you took everything else. Yeah. Something. I feel like it's going to be one of those. I don't think that she's going to have really any sort of strong feelings for Grant in that situation. Which, I mean, here's the thing. A normal parent reacting to their child who is barely into their 20s getting with a 40-year-old. I mean, if that was my son, I would be a little bit uh, wary about the older person in the relationship yeah okay all right well yes so if you are reading along with us we are going to now read until the end of the book and then come back so go ahead and pause here we are back guys yep we're back so yeah. we finished the book um i really liked it i did too um, I want to see this though. I, because I said it in the last part, the mom was not written well here. No. So in the first part of the book, she's written as like this emotionally closed off parent to her son who is like borderline neglectful. And she's just so rude to him over the littlest things. Like she just kind of expects him to fail and stuff. And she took the relationship well. I feel like super, yeah, she, she took it a lot better than I thought. I mean, she did make a little dig. She was like, oh, you're 40 and he's 21. What do you even see in him? Which was like still disrespectful to the son. But she kind of just like accepted it with almost zero problem. Yeah. And I was expecting a little bit more because it always seemed like she was kind of like emotionally stringing on the best friend for years. And it... It just felt off to me. Just that one part fell off. The book was good. There was so much opportunity for angst there, and they just left it. Yeah. It just threw as this unimportant part. Yeah. And I guess she gave her son, like, the first hug since he was a child. 
Um, that wasn't my favorite part either. But overall, I did really like the book. I did too. It ended really sweet. They uh, I think they got engaged, right? Or got married. Yeah. Whatever. They got engaged. Yeah. So it was really cute. I I have no complaints. Me either. This isn't one of those where it was like we were working out theories or anything like that. I think our next book should be a little more suspenseful. I mean, there's always. No. <laughs> it's on the wheel, dude. I know. It's on the wheel. No. Okay. I mean. We've got a couple on the wheel that are probably going to be a lot more uh, high strung than this. This was just kind of a sweet mom's best friend book. Where they yeah. were both both a little broken, but in the same way, I liked it. Yeah, I, I did have, too. I have no complaints. I wish they would have made the mom uh, scene a little angstier, but other than that, I mean. Or at least some resolution with the mom and son. There wasn't any of that really either. Yeah, like she apologized, but that was, a, that was about it. Yeah, but it was pretty surface level. So I agree. So um, I can spin the wheel. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Our what? next episode, though, is going to be our September. Yeah, our September favorites. Okay. Yeah. But after that, I mean, we are still going to need another read along. So if you just listen for our read alongs, we can spin the wheel now. Yeah. So our next read along is going to be. All right. I guess Perfect Strangers. It is. Is that what it landed on? Yes. Yay! It's going to be so good. Just it, what a happy oh, birthday no. to me. Happy birthday. That's not today, is it? No. So our next episode is going to be our September favorites. And then the episode after that, we're finally reading Perfect Strangers. Yay, by J.T. Geisinger. Sure. Geisinger? Geisinger? Yeah. Remember, Remember we promised we would only say the name once. Look at us. <laughs> If you want to hear us pronounce it, go back a few episodes to Pen Pal. No. <laughs> right? Or stay and wait. Stay and wait oh, felt for Perfect Stranger because I'm sure we'll do this exact song and dance that time too. Yeah. <laughs> All Anybody right. knows Thank how to guys. pronounce it, send us an email. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening so much. Yes. Thank you. And we will let you listen to us next week. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye.